0: shooting were not indicted. Breonna Taylor was an emergency room technician with no drug use record, or any criminal record for that matter. Police say they sought to search her apartment, believing an acquaintance had used it to traffic illegal drugs. In the early morning hours of March 13th, when serving the search warrant, police say they announced themselves, but when no one opened the door, they broke it down. Now, the Attorney General of the state of Kentucky says their investigation seems to indicate that yes police did announce themselves prior to breaking in. Evidence shows that
1: officers both knocked and announced their presence at the apartment. The officer's statements about their announcement are corroborated by an independent witness who was near in a proximity to apartment 4.
0: In other words the warrant was not served as a no-knock warrant. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, though, says no, he did not hear police announce themselves. He thought it was an intruder, which is why he fired one round from his 9-millimeter handgun. That struck a police officer in the leg. Police fired back at least 20 rounds. Breonna Taylor was shot six times and died moments later. So at the moment, though, it appears that... Um, The FBI continues their investigation. The attorney general just moments ago for the state of Kentucky saying that he provided as much help to the grand jury as possible, but this was a decision by the grand jury. Activists and family members though, as the attorney for Breonna Taylor are outraged that none of the other officers were indicted, that this fell well below manslaughter or reckless loss of life, another charge that could have been much greater in terms of its severity and its uh, prosecution. And they believe uh, that more needs to be done in a adjudication of this case. But once again, the grand jury deciding one of the three officers, violation of a crime, a reckless endangerment, uh, this, uh, I should say, wanton endangerment. This is an individual who was with the police force for a number of years. And they believe, according to the police chief, fired uh, without, uh, without, Outside of policy and blindly into an apartment. That officer was fired from the police department uh, days after this incident. Back to you.
2: You know, interestingly enough, uh, Conan, Attorney General Cameron says there will unlikely be any additional prosecution stemming from what happened there that night. So this is essentially pretty much a, a done
0: deal. Right. However, uh, the federal government is, uh, the Department of Justice is doing their own investigation, and that relates to uh, color of authority, whether or not the civil rights was violated of the two individuals inside, including Breonna Taylor. So that is a... Different prosecution than what we would see at the state level. And of course, when it came to civil litigation, uh, there was a, a wrongful death lawsuit filed and a settlement of $12 million with the city of Louisville, which was a record for the state of Kentucky and one of the largest settlements of any pollution shooting anywhere in the country. Uh, so, in terms of the civil adjudication, that seems to have been wrapped up with that settlement.
2: All right, so more to come, Cornyn, Appreciate uh, that. We want to take you live now to Louisville, Kentucky. Well, people are taking uh, to the streets. Live pictures right now. Uh, Again, protests uh, in that city for well over a hundred days. Again, the uh, attorney general, Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, are urging uh, protesters to protest peacefully, as he says it's your right to do so. Instigating, though, is not. All right, we want to bring into the conversation right now a civil rights attorney, Carl Douglas. Just yesterday, he was part of the civil rights dream team that includes uh, Ben Crump, who is representing. uh, the families of dijon Kazi and brianna taylor thank you for being with us here this morning
3: mike thanks for having me on i appreciate it
2: all right let's get to the, the most recent trump here from benjamin he called this outrageous and offensive what are your
3: thoughts here this morning i understand the frustrations that my friend ben is exhibiting but i also understand why the grand jury chose not to indict the other officers the reality is is someone in brianna taylor's home fired a weapon first and that's triggered a whole set of circumstances by firing that weapon first the officers that were at the front door were gonna return fire hankinson was clearly wrong to blindly fire into a glass door from the opposite end of the apartment building and he certainly did endanger frustration that ben and the family feel because the loan charges go for firing into a different apartment and not vindicating the death of brianna taylor but the officer was fired the family did seek real reforms and the family was given compensation not enough it's not going to bring brianna taylor back but certainly some small measure of justice was returned in this
2: matter When you think about the charges here of uh, wanton endangerment here for the officer who didn't fire the fatal shot here, uh, what are these charges, what message do these charges send to
3: the police departments and, of course, uh, communities of color? Well, certainly, the first message that is sent is that the death of a young woman sleeping in her own bed is meaningless, and it's impossible to not take that from the failure to bring charges to the officers that killed her. It's important, I think, to remember though, and my hearing it for the very first time today, that Hankinson's bullets did not kill Ms. Taylor. Officer Cosgrove, who was at the front door, returning the fire that was coming at him, was the bullet that actually killed her. Now Hankinson's actions were wanton and reckless he doesn't deserve to be on the Louisville Police Department. So he was terminated as appropriate. But I understand the heartache that the family still feels
2: because the charges are not related to the death of their daughter. Uh, the AG said that uh, there were six homicide laws there in Kentucky law. None of them though applies here, but when you had the family early on asking for murder charges to be brought, and they don't get that uh, again what's the symbolism here and, and as the attorney general said you know oftentimes the law isn't uh, doesn't coincide the the passions and what public opinion is all about but uh again we're talking about messaging we're talking about someone who lost their life while sleeping in their bed inside of their
3: own apartment and i must reluctantly give credit to daniel cameron i thought he provided a heartfelt analysis in a plain spoken way, just dealing with the two conflicts that he as a black man have to face in a very conservative law enforcement state and given the limitations that he expressed in the law. Cosgrove probably would not have been charged because he fired in return for fire that came first The boyfriend admitted that he fired his weapon first, thinking that there were intruders. He did not hear the apparent knock and the apparent announcement that was made. He was probably sleeping. It's all very understandable. Mm -hmm. But when you fire at a police officer, they are going to return fire. And it is unlikely that any prosecutor in America is ever gonna charge that officer with the results of his conduct. And more importantly, Michael, it's likely that no jury in America, even here in Los Angeles, would convict a police officer who is returning fire after being shot and someone dies as a result, even if that death was a tragic mistake. You know, Carl, on, on,
2: on the surface, however, though, you're, you're talking about a man who presumably was sleeping in the early morning hours of that, uh, that, that morning there, again, disoriented, he said he didn't hear the knock at the door, and uh, thinks it's an intruder, doesn't think it's a police officer. So, again, it's, it's sort of taking one situation or one side versus the other in this particular point. And, again, this you know could happen to anybody in any city at
3: any point in time in their lives. I think it's important, Michael, to remember that he was not charged with a crime either, and he shot a cop. So the grand jury or the prosecutors understood just what you were saying, and the circumstances did not justify him being charged. It certainly would have been a political nightmare to have done that, but certainly his actions were every bit as justified, assuming As he said, he never heard the knock. However, the warrant did allow the officers to enter without even knocking. A witness said that they did knock first. It was in the middle of the night. He did have a right inside his own home to protect himself. It is really a tragic set of circumstances. And me as a civil rights lawyer, my pain goes out to the family. I understand legally as a lawyer, why the results are this way. All right, uh,
2: before we let you go here, everyone's talking about how do you move forward? So I'm gonna ask you the same question. How do you move forward from this?
3: There has to be a cultural shift in law enforcement departments across America. We have to change, Michael Brownlee, from this warrior mentality, this us versus them mentality. 32 shots were fired into Brianna Taylor's apartment that day. 32 shots suggest to me abject failure in the training of those trained killers. Only when you adopt more of a guardian mentality where you really seek to protect and serve will there be any hope for true reform.
2: All right, so civil rights attorney uh, Carl Douglas said, uh, Thank you for your time here this morning. We appreciate it. More to come, for sure. <laughs> All right, and joining us now is uh, Jody Armour, a professor of law over at USC. Are you there with us? Jody, are you on the phone with
4: us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, we got you now. I appreciate your time here this morning. Uh, Your initial reaction when you heard of the charges uh, that came down here this morning?
4: Well, first and foremost, it's important to to realize that the um, person charged was not charged in the death of Breonna Taylor. She is charged with wanton endangerment.
2: How will this entire case, uh, from uh, the the morning of the shooting to the charges that were just filed against that one officer, how is this all going to play during the next uh, presidential debate, which is scheduled for next week? Uh, Look into your crystal ball if you
4: can. Oh, yeah, it is going to play very much along um, fault lines that we're familiar with now. Um, The incumbent, Donald Trump has positioned himself as a law and order president who's going to crack down on protesters with federal troops if necessary. On the other side, uh, at the top of the Democratic ticket, um, you have uh, people, both of whom have law and order backgrounds, but who also say we can sympathize with the protesters and some of these concerns. And so they're both walking. It's going to be really interesting to see how they they, they both walk this line without alienating too many people in their base, but showing that they do have some basic that the the presidential timber it takes to see both sides of an issue.
2: You heard the um, attorney general there in Kentucky say that he's putting together a task force for reviewing and executing search warrants in the state of Kentucky. He calls this review process necessary. Um, Is this just a thumbsucker for folks who aren't happy or pleased with the outcome?
4: Yeah, I, I think, sadly, it could be characterized that way. Certainly a lot of protesters will, because this case really illustrates what a lot of people have been saying. Why are we continuing a war on drugs? This woman is dead now. This war was kicked in as part of a drug raid right years ago when marijuana was illegal we were kicking in doors as a country for for people having joints in their apartments and marijuana in their apartments we look back on that now and shake our heads but we're still doing it and so we need to rethink our criminal justice policy and what kinds of positions we're putting our officers into unnecessarily
2: you know cameron uh, daniel cameron also talked uh, and i thought this was pretty interesting here because uh he reached out uh, and essentially called out celebrities and influencers and for folks who don't live in kentucky who think they know the evidence of this case but he says they do not were you surprised at all by that comment
4: well it's, you know it's always fair and, and right to make sure we have all the facts and information you know facts matter they, they, and i think when you really look at the facts, that makes your case stronger i tell my law students all the time Welcome, fact, and I think the fact will still leave a lot of people outraged. What is the biggest takeaway from what
2: you've heard here today? Um, obviously, some um, some evidence, perhaps uh, given that we didn't know before. Does this at all change uh, your view of the case from what you knew, let's say, 24
4: hours ago? Not really, because uh, it always was going to be a tough case to get a conviction against these officers because of the law, the way the law is drafted. You know, if we just look at it from the standpoint of when someone shot at you, was it reasonable to shoot back? We can say yes. But we can also take a step back and say, well, was it reasonable for you to kick in a sport in the middle of the night in someone's home who might think there was an intruder, who therefore might reasonably shoot at you, giving you a reason to shoot fast? If you consider that earlier decision, you may say that was negligent, and we may have to rethink those kinds of decisions. But I don't think it's going to change a lot of minds uh, how this case actually came out.
2: And I asked uh, Carl before uh, we let him go here, but uh, where do we move from here? What, how do you move forward?
4: Uh, you know, in the way we were when we were having this discussion a few weeks ago, after six weeks of the, the streets roiling with protesters, we got to start rattling the foundation and asking uncomfortable, tough questions and not settling for Band-Aid solutions.
2: All right, uh, Judy Armour, we appreciate uh, your time and your insight here this morning, uh, and thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, so from the phone now, we're going to take it live to NBC4. Ted Chen who's live for us in Lemur Park, where local leaders have just held a news conference. Ted, what are they saying?
5: Uh, that's right, Michael. Lamour Park has been the site of many demonstrations uh, for George Floyd, for Breonna Taylor in her case. And just a few yards from here, in fact, uh, is a memorial to Breonna Taylor. The demonstrations, of course, uh, demanding justice for her. Uh, and that justice, uh, the belief here is that it wasn't served today by this indictment. Here first is activist Naji Ali.
4: The charges should have been murder, arrest the cops. All the cops should have been arrested. How can you burst into someone's home, fire at them, kill them, and not be charged with anything less than murder? Breonna Taylor was sleeping in her own home when she was shot to death by these police officers. And that's why they should have all been arrested and held accountable for the murder of Breonna Taylor.
5: and joining me right now is Robert Sacedo he is the president of community bill which is an activist organization uh, for gang intervention and um, also for we do housing advocacy. development project, project safe okay and safe streets okay. all right your reaction to the indictment today only one officer indicted and it wasn't for shooting ms taylor uh, it was for firing Wantonly, recklessly into not just one apartment but two. Your reaction to that?
1: Well, it's an egregious effort. It continues, these are the kinds of things that continue to break the confidence that the general public has in police agencies across this country. Uh, it speaks to the lack of concern for particularly black lives, and it also speaks to uh, how complicit police agencies are and those who have to convict them and how they remain on the same side. And again, I always say we don't have a justice system. We have a legal system, and unfortunately, the legal system has been bent to fit this case for them.
5: It appears the other two officers were not charged because they were reacting to the shot fired by Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker. What do you think of that argument as to why those officers weren't charged? You know, again, at the very
1: minimum, they should have been charged for involuntary or voluntary manslaughter. I mean, when you enter a domicile, uh, particularly on a no-knock warrant, contrary to the narrative that they've tried to uh, say, um, people have a right to protect themselves, and if I can't protect myself in my home, no matter who kicks that door in unannounced, if I'm not breaking the law, then,
5: in fact, they should be held culpable. The Attorney General said there will be uh, an independent uh, group that will look into no-knock warrants. He uh, seemed to treat it as kind of a separate uh, issue, even though it was tied to this case. Is, is that satisfactory, your reaction to that? Uh, it's only satisfactory for future events and hopefully
1: look into will mean eradicate but it's not satisfactory with respect to what is taking place here again it speaks to uh it builds this us and them mentality that we see across the nation with police agencies and look i'm not here to beat up on police i, I love law enforcement but right is right and wrong is wrong and this is dead wrong
5: the attorney general also implied that uh those who live outside uh, of Louisville, uh, celebrities, leaders and the like who are weighing in on this uh, don't have the full picture that uh, uh, that they have kind of less of a right, I guess, to, to, to weigh in as to people who live there. What do you think of that reaction uh, since this is, uh, case has gotten such national attention? Yeah. I would say this. Louisville
1: is an America. This is an American issue, so all Americans should have something to say about it. And those who don't stand down are complicit with the same
5: facts and issues that arise out of this. There was a press conference yesterday with Benjamin Krupp and Najee Ali and talking about the interconnectedness of these cases of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd um, and Dijon Kazee uh, here in L.A. County as well. Does this decision this morning impact your thinking on the local case, on Dijon Kazee, and whether he can get justice in your view? You know, it further nails down the fact that there
1: is a culture that does what they want to do. Again, the uh, us and them. And the pejorative nature by which these law enforcement agencies can do so is inappropriate. The shooting that took place here by the Sheriff's Department, as you well know, if someone broke in your house and you shot them in the back 19 times, including the head, you'd be facing prison time right now.
5: All right. Robert Saucedo of Community Bill, thank you so much. Uh, Michael, back to you
2: appreciate it uh, so much, and we're going to take it back now to Conan Nolan live on our newsroom. And you've been watching developments here, and, of course, uh, the attorney general they are going through some question-and-answer sessions here uh, for a while now.
0: Uh, that's right, Michael, and so a couple of things. First of all, there has been a narrative that they had broken into the wrong apartment. They had served the search warrant at the wrong apartment. That's not true. This apartment was one of several different locations as part of this uh, drug investigation. It wasn't the focus, by the way. It was miles away from where they believed that the suspect himself was living. They believed, though, that this somehow apartment had been a conduit that had been used by that suspect, apparently an acquaintance of Brianna Taylor's, uh, to, as a drop place for for drugs. So that's number one. Number two... It wasn't a no-knock warrant. They were told they had to announce themselves. Police say they did. There was a witness who said he heard them. So the attorney general for the state of Kentucky says that they, were, they did announce themselves. However, the boyfriend inside says he didn't hear anything, and he believed that he was being, they were being attacked. The most part. And that's why he fired one round off his off his nine-millimeter handgun. And uh, Carl Douglas referred to this, but it should be pointed out. This is an indictment. It's not a conviction. And prosecutor, prosecutors, district attorneys, state attorney generals normally file charges they believe they can win. It does them no good to file accusations or a criminal complaint uh, on a charge they don't believe they can get a verdict on and so in terms of the prosecution rate their success rate it goes down when they start to charge people and not get convictions. so fundamentally according to the state attorney general who said this was up to the district attorney as well as the uh the grand jury they filed the charges they thought they could get a conviction and that is fundamental to this case only one officer not the three and no one was charged directly with brianna taylor's death It was wanton recklessness as one of the officers who, according to the young police chief, fired wildly into the apartment from outside weapons fire, making it into neighboring apartments as well. Again, though, there's also a federal investigation by the Department of Justice. So uh, as we see this state prosecution take place, we're going to see a federal prosecution possibly on civil rights uh, violations on the part of the officers. That
2: deal. All right. So, Conan, again, Carl Douglas, they're calling for a cultural shift in law enforcement here. But these are calls of reform that tend to get louder and louder with each and every case that we cover. We appreciate your time here this morning, Conan. My pleasure. All right. To take you back out live here, We believe this is uh, Louisville here where a state of emergency uh, was um, instituted yesterday here. uh, Again, anticipating the handing down of the uh, grand jury indictment. We, of course, will have our wrap up special coverage here at noon. We will be uh, working throughout the day to bring you new information on this Breonna Taylor announcement. Of course, reaction from here at home in Southern California, including reaction from police, and we'll be monitoring any protests. Please join us for complete coverage starting on the NBC4 News at 4 o'clock. Have a good day.
3: KNBCLA reporting on their breaking news that one of the Louisville officers that murdered Breonna Taylor was indicted by the grand jury on wanton endangerment. And we can stand by for further at their 4 p.m broadcast.